0: Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Deal to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to Deal to Heal dot That's Deal to Heal Teas. Get some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Teas at Deal to Heal Teas. That hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast, and I got a question to ask you. Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes? Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deals to Heal podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one-time donation, go to Cash App and make a donation to dollar sign E. James, the number 418. Make a one-time donation to the Cash App or, again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance. Be blessed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James, and I believe that everyone can live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. Thank you guys once again for joining us. If you haven't already, please listen, like, subscribe, and share to our YouTube channel. We're definitely trying to get our YouTube uh, YouTube numbers up. Um, also, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, all of your social media platforms. Um, and if you don't mind going to uh, Spotify and give us a rating, that will definitely help us Uh, with our podcast. So again, thank you guys for joining us. Once again, we are here and we are guests. We are blessed with a guest. Dr. Spencer, how are you? Great. How are you? I am good. I am good. First of all, let me say thank you uh, for joining us. Um, You could be doing anything and be anywhere, but you took out the time to have a conversation with me and I definitely appreciate it. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. No problem. No problem. So Dr.
0: Spencer, we're going to jump right in into it. So first thing I would like you to do, tell
1: my listeners who you are and what it is that you do. Oh, my goodness. Do we have an hour? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> if you need it. Oh, goodness. No, you tell me. Uh-uh, it's time to go. Um, so again, you know, my name is Dr. Lamar Renee Spencer, and I always like to preface because people always ask me, why do I use my entire name? I get it every day. And the reason why is because I didn't realize there's like a whole group of us out there on like Facebook. And I actually got my name from a DJ in the 70s, and her name was Lamar Renee. She was in New York. So we got that from because <laughs> I know people always ask. But anyway... I'm a um, life alignment strategist and certified relationship life and business coach. And I specialize in areas of relationships and also helping people to achieve work-life balance. And so relationships is anyone or anything you have a connection to or with. It could be your neighbors, your children, yourself, intimate relationships, colleagues, managers whomever, uh, anyone that you have a a relationship with. And there are so many different scenarios out there. Um, I really don't turn too many away, but it it just, it really is. And then on top of that, so by trade, I write contracts and also uh, do the finance for um, in the pharmaceutical industry. So I do that as well. And then just one more thing. I also have a coloring book and notebook um, business with my daughter. And that is based on healing um, naturally healing your mental health naturally through art.
0: I like that. I like that. That's actually one of the things I do. I have a small uh, business group that I started with just a, some family and a couple friends. And one of the things that I had us do as part of uh, one of our meetings is to color, right? Yeah. So I have these, these printouts uh, that I have found and they had words like, you're awesome, you know, mm-hmm. like affirmations. And we had to color them just like as adults, like, Go into your creativity, you know, get your mind going, get your, you know, uh, release some stress. You know what I mean? But also get that creativity going, you know, put some colors and we're going to color. We're going to go all the way back to childhood. We're going to color. And so I like that. I like that. Um, Also, um, if I'm not mistaken, you also have another book uh, that you wrote. Is it out yet or is it coming out? The, um, Okay, go ahead. I'll let you know. Oh,
1: no, that's okay. Well, this book is an anthology, and it's called The Depths and Diversity Within Relationships. Mm -hmm. And so it is actually 10 of us on here. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so you can find it on Amazon and also on my website, drlamarspencer.com. And so we wanted to do something different and since it's an anthology, each person actually has a chapter. I start off with talking about the importance of father and daughter relationships and how to get over certain hurdles. My father was a Vietnam vet. He was in the army and also Marines, and he suffers from PTSD. And I talk about how, because he's he's been through that, especially being in Vietnam, I always say you were fighting two wars, you know, for your country and for yourself, skin color, and you were fighting for a country that didn't fight for you. So I talk about that because it's been a journey with us. We're, you know, finally, I believe, getting to a place where we are good. Now, he was not a deadbeat father. He's around. He actually lives next door. So um, he's he's there. But again, Communication was a challenge, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's one thing. And then we have another author who talks about, her chapter is after the love is gone. And she talked about after the divorce, then what? Finding yourself, um, reinventing yourself. And then she talked about why she even wanted to get married. And so, you know, those are some of the challenges. We as women, sometimes we like the idea of marriage, but once that idea is gone, once you leave the reception, it's just the two of you. And she talks about that. And then, like I said, after the love is gone, and then we have someone who grew up in, um, New York Queens, and she talks about how it was really a melting pot. It was very diverse in New York. I'm sure some of your listeners, and even you, have experienced it. You can go through I don't know about four or five different countries in a day.
0: And she Mm -hmm. talks
1: about that, and it's you know all the relationships and how it cultivated her as an adult. And we have someone else who talked about growing up in various foster homes. She was in the foster care system and she talked about that. And it was actually very inspiring to the point I said, hey, I want to know more because foster care is not always bad. You know, you go through different homes and you're dealing with different personalities, but it's not always bad. It actually shaped her to be the beautiful lady she is today. And she even talked about some of the challenges she had with her mother. And so, you know, again, it's like all these different relationships. And then we ended with the last goodbye. And that was um, a young lady talked about how her mother knew everything. And so she now had to be faced with taking care of her mother because she became terminally ill. So there's so many different um, stories in there. And they're not just for women. I mean, we actually wanted some men to come on, but it's not for uh, women. I've had actually men say, hey, look, we need to read this book. Now, I gave you the cliff notes of you know the different chapters in there, but it's really something in there for everyone. So please go pick it up. It's on Amazon, like I said, and also on my website.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely. It, it sounds like a very good book, and I like them them uh, different topics. And, and probably could even have some some of them on the, the authors on also because I um on several things that you just mentioned. I know um definitely with the um the foster care. I have uh, family members who are uh, emergency housing um for foster kids and things like that and some that just made a career out of you know fostering these kids that have to come and go in between you know whatever they have going on with the with the system and you know so i i know firsthand how that works and what that looks like and Mm -hmm. you know even those people who who take out the time to do that that's a blessing because you know Mm -hmm like you said, it, it, every story doesn't have to be bad. And so, you know, when you have people like, you know, those in my family that that does it, you know, it's a blessing to be able to have a, a story or that child to leave your house with a story that actually has a happy ending, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's that's a blessing. Um, So um, Dr. Spencer, I'm gonna jump right into a couple of things real quick. Mm-hmm. um before we get into relationships because we're definitely going to talk about relationships okay. well, i know one of the things that you talk about uh, is work-life balance and i think that has somewhat to do with our relationship with ourselves, um and also an extension of our relationship with our family if we don't have that correct balance of you know work time family time you know what i mean uh and you know what that looks like so mm-hmm. If you could tell tell us a little bit about how do we actually get that that correct balance or necessarily it might not be good or bad but just a balance that works for us and what may
1: be some of the challenges to that. Right. Well, you know, I don't think that anyone should have to choose between a career and a family. Mm-hmm. And I know throughout my career, I've had to make that choice. And so I felt like on several t- occasions, even with certain companies, I kind of failed, you know, because I know people say you can give everything 100 percent, but you really can't. And balance is something you have to consistently work on. Even for me, it's easier for me to show someone how to uh, manage their time between a career and family. But it's a challenge for me. Because I've been working all day, right, and I have not even had an opportunity to really even spend time with my own daughter. So even for me, it's a it's a constant challenge, a constant reminder. And so, one thing I would definitely um, suggest is uh, make sure that you manage your time. And that's not something that um, it's like a it's not like a project. It's like a working document because mm-hmm. every day. You have to, you shouldn't be able to manage your time. Now, that's not to say that sometimes you won't falter because absolutely. It depends on what type of career you're in. It depends on even your lifestyle. The reason why I say that is because like for me, I lived an hour and 40 minutes from work. And so each way, and that was challenging. And so I had to make a decision. I'm like, okay, we're going to relocate. And then also... I decided I don't want to be like promoted because I did not want to miss out on important um, activities for my daughter. And so, you can always make money. I tell people you can make money, you can have a career. But when it's when you start missing important activities or you know things like that, you have to really kind of take a step back, and you have to really evaluate because. You will never get another birthday, you know, like you will, but like you're going to miss out on certain birthdays, certain holidays, certain parties, you know, it's certain things that to me, I know even early on, I missed because it's like, do I keep the lights on or do I go to this event? And then on top of that, I was in school. So it was a lot. And there was times that I was so tired. I was delirious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean- I was playing Jay-Z hard knock life like on loop because I was tired. And, you know, I have to, I always tell people, I'm like, look, you could be the CEO of a company. You could be the owner of a company, but at what cost? Mm -hmm. Right. And that's something you have to decide on. But I was talking to someone today and she was a bishop and I thought that was so profound. I said, you know, Unfortunately, we forget that even our clergy, they get burned out. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't think about it, but when you have hundreds of people, sometimes thousands, especially when it comes to mega churches, and people are calling, you know, the pastor, the reverend, the bishop daily, they get burned out and they have a family too. And some of them have a family and jobs. Right. So we, we, we forget that as well. And so- you know, again, it's it's something that I would definitely say could be worked on. And I know even when I have clients, I mean, they're like all over the place. Sometimes they're flying out. They're, you know, living in one state, working in another state. I mean, their kids are in activities. But the first and foremost, I'm like, we have to practice self-care and mental health. No matter mm-hmm. what program you're in, you have to practice that because... If you're like in a disarray, everything is the same way. So right, yeah, right. is that, and then too, you have to, sometimes you have to just chart, like make a to-do list and you have to prioritize it because everything can be done in a day. Everything can be done in two or three days. You really have to prioritize it. And I help people with that. And it seems so simple, but it's really not, you know, it's really like a program. It takes 28 days to break a habit. I know for me, I found that I was really addicted to stress. Go figure. I'm a workaholic. You know, your upbringing plays a part in work-life balance. And you don't always think about it. But just say, for instance, you grew up dirt poor, right? You had nothing. And then all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, but you go to school or whatever, you get a nice job. You never want to go back to necessarily being poor so you keep working 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 you're like no i gotta get that next dollar because i don't want to go back you know so that's why i said it sounds easy to say you know what i want i i can do it work-life balance but it's really not it's really first thing is mental
0: right right so i I want to touch on uh two things that you said one thing that i i can, can relate to is, you know, missing out on important things. So uh, a couple episodes ago, I re, um, I had an episode with my daughter, right? Mm-hmm. And I had my daughter on the podcast. So my daughter is my only biological child. And so uh, me and her mom divorced when she probably was like six or seven, you know? And so we had our own, you know, issues and things that we had to deal with. So I had my daughter on, and one of the things that I told her, Um, that I regret because I uh, gave her the opportunity to to ask me some questions. And then one of the questions was, you know, would I do something different if I could go back and change something? And one of the things that I told her that I regret was, uh, and we were still married at the time, me and her mom, but she had a a daddy-daughter dance when she was younger, and I had to work. And so I said, well, I'll miss this one. I'll catch the next one. And it never was the next one. And my daughter's 19, she made 19 this year and still 19, well, probably 19 years, but 10 years later, that still sticks with me, you know, like I missed that opportunity, you know, and so uh, I definitely can relate to that, you know, not having that work-life balance and, you know, thinking about, oh, do I keep the lights on when in reality, that one night would not have turned my lights off. You know what I mean? Right. So I should have missed that one night on the job, which don't appreciate you, and actually spent that day with my daughter, and she would have remembered it the rest of her life, just like I remember not being there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, definitely with that. And the other thing I wanted to talk on, to mention about uh, what you said about um, people forgetting about the clergy and you know the stresses that they have. So I'm a PK, right? I'm like 3rd or 4th generation you know I me. Mean? And so my my grandmother was a pastor, my I think my great grandmother, great grandfather was a pastor, then my grandmother was a pastor, then my mother became the pastor after my grandmother passed away. Um I myself became a minister and executive pastor of a church mm-hmm. that I started me and uh, one of my associate minister uh, friends, we started a church together um 10 years, 11 years this year, I believe. Um, so I just recently stepped down as the executive pastor because, again, that workload and that never ending you know, the never ending commitment that you have, or the never ending commitment that people think you have, you know, because right. right. they don't, if you don't put up some kind of boundaries, then they don't respect the boundaries, you know. I right. Are there to help them and to be a blessing to them, you know? Sometimes they think that you work for them, you know? What sure. I mean? so it's like, look, I want a day off too, you know what I'm right. saying? So, definitely, right. I, I resonate with that, uh, uh, with what you said with the bishop and not you know, people not recognizing that, or even us not recognizing when we have to take that time off. And I tell people all the time, definitely when you're, when you're working or when you're doing whatever you're doing, yeah. there has to take a time. There have to be a time when you say, all right, I'm going to stop and sit down before your body sits you down.
1: Yeah. You know right? I mean? you're absolutely and
0: all that, your body will shut you down.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. And see, I think it became a little harder, especially since COVID, because mm-hmm. I've spoken to many clergy, right? And they said they really said the same thing that on top of the work-life balance or the lack thereof, they also, some of them lost their buildings because people mm-hmm. were not going to church. So because they lost their building, they, people were not tithing. Now they had to go and find jobs. Some of them, you know, their main job was the church. So now they had to go find a job or and or they had to figure out, OK, how do we keep this building open? Can someone, you know, not someone, but make sure you send in your tithes and offers, be offering, because I know we don't like to think of it, but the church is also a business mm-hmm. and the church has bills. And they have employees, you know, and so, and hidden costs, some of the hidden costs can be someone coming to the church to borrow money, um, Mm -hmm. outreach. There's so many things that keep that. I don't want to say company, but keep it going. And so there were a lot of clergy that reached out to me because they were stressed out and they had never had coaching before never thought about coaching but and you you know you may uh, probably can agree you women have someone to talk to we always say mm-hmm. we call one of our friends or someone but when it comes to the clergy they don't always have someone to talk to they can't mm-hmm. always go to like their friend because especially during covid the friend has gone through the same thing right You know, and then on top of that, they're praying for people because they may have someone in their congregation that's sick. They have someone that's going through. So now they need prayer and they're calling, you know, pastor, can you, can you, can you, can you come over here and pray for me? Can you do this? And now pastors all over the place. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't think that even during COVID. Guess what? He's stressed heart attacks, stroke diabetes, mental health, psychotropic medications, because he's all over. And I didn't even mention that he didn't even have time to spend with his family.
0: Yep. Yep. So I, I, have seen that uh, firsthand over the years uh, in my family. I remember at at one time, like, cause, and it's, it's crazy. Sometimes we have to save people from themselves. Right. So I remember my mom and my mom is a uh she likes to stay up late anyway. So she yeah. already going to bed late, you know. And so she's up prior to she actually probably didn't go used to go to bed to like uh one or two in the morning anyway. And she's going to bed at one or two in the morning, but there's people that's calling at one or two in the morning. You know what I mean? And so it was a time, you know, because of course she's she's always there, you know, and there was a time that we had to be like, look, when people called, look. No, you can't talk to her. No, she's not going to come to the phone. You know what I mean? Call her at a decent time, you know, call after 12, you know, in the afternoon or something or whatever, you know, but respect her just like you want to be respected. You don't want nobody calling you all times of night, you know? And so, but of course with that heart for the people, you know, my mom is like, Hey, if someone calls, they need prayer or whatever, I'm, I'm going to answer. So, you know, we had to kind of step in, you know, to save her from herself. And, and you know, definitely like I said, I've seen it firsthand because even my grandmother, th- the whole reason why my mom became the pastor was after my grandmother passed away. And I lived with my grandmother, you know, and so those I was able to see how those stresses was, you know, affecting her until it got to the point where basically her body shut down. You know, yes. and she ended up getting getting ill and and passing away, and so I already lived through that. I'm like, all right, we, my mama ain't finna go through that. You know what I mean? I'm not yeah. gonna let y'all do that to my yeah. mama. You know, yeah. and so we had to step in and, and and do that. And um, I thank you for that conversation because that's way off what we supposed to be talking you about. Want? You <laughs> know
1: what? I, I I really do apologize for that. But you know, let me just say one thing, right? I I understand when you're, when you say your mother's answering the phone, because I have people call me all times of the night too. And I get up and I'm like, okay, okay. And we're it could be three, four in the morning, it could be six in the morning. Like this morning, I'm answering the phone. It's like five thirty in the morning. And this is like a two hour conversation. And I'm like exhausted. And then it was like back to back. Remember I was like, I emailed you. I was like, I'm going to be a little late because it's like back to back. And you're right. Like for me, it's almost like I feel like I'm ministering to people because mm-hmm. it kind of is. And I hate to turn people away, you know, but even me, I'm sitting here like, OK, like, you know, thinking of the next thing. And I'm like, I'm tired, too. <laughs> yes. And I apologize. I digress. <laughs> no, no, you don't have to apologize. I,
0: I believe wherever we go, that's where we go. OK. And that it is, is divine. You know, when we, whatever we, cause I've had several podcasts where, you know, I have my list of courses or whatever, and we end up talking about something completely different. Yeah. And one, of, one of my episodes that I really liked, uh, I talked to a guy, um, uh, I can't think of Mr. Me too. I think that's his, his name on Instagram, but we're supposed to be talking about, you know, uh, mentorship and all that. And we're one of my questions. He's I'm a girl dad. Mm-hmm. and he's a girl dad, and so one of my questions, I always ask them, you know, what do your daughters mean to you, and what is something that your daughters taught you, anytime I have a, a girl dad on, and so with those two questions, we went a whole <laughs> different way with what the podcast was supposed to be about, and it is what it is, you know, but it's still good information, and, and I believe it still serves its purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, So, We don't have to apologize for that because somebody needs to hear it and I'm going to use it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: But now let's kind of get into a little bit of what we are here to talk about, which is relationships. And one of the things I, I, so when, when I have a guest on, I always go look at, you know, some of the things that they post in their social media and some things that uh, catch my eye or whatever. One of the things that I liked that I seen that you did, you did a video on, which I thought was a little different, which was the green flags in the relationship. Because ah. I know, I know, you know, we often we about the red flags, you know, but you had talked about the green flags and I was like, oh, that's different. And I liked that because it put a positive, uh, uh, a positive approach on relationships so because so often when we're talking about relationships, it's like, all right, don't do this and don't do that and you look out for this or whatever, but we never really talk about the green flags, you know? So if you could talk to us a little bit, uh, share with us, I guess a couple of those things that you may have pointed out um, to look for, just like green flags in, in, in a relationship and how is how important it is to be able to recognize those, you know, instead of always looking for the negative.
1: Yeah, well, thank you so much. Well, the reason why I um, came up with that idea is because you're right. We're always talking about the red flags, and um, look, I'm, I'm getting a little better. So, what happened was, I had people, a couple of clients, and I was also in um, these groups, YouTube groups, and things like that, or channels. And what started happening was, I started noticing that some of the women were like going after the guys. And some people don't know, but I hate, I don't want to get shadow banned, but I'm like a, I am an advocate for men. So if I could start him too, I would, but I I would get shadow banned seriously. And so I started that because so often what I find is that our mothers, when I say mothers, like women of color, because this is the only race I hear, they always saying you need to be independent. You, you don't need a man. And so, but they don't always tell us how to be a wife. And they no. always telling us to look out for the negatives. But you got a lot of men out there that are really holding it down and they're really doing the right thing. It's not to say that he may not make a mistake. It's not to say that at all. But we have to look at the fact that when he walk out the door, he's already in war. He's already going through so many situations because he's supposed to be the head of his household. And we know that probably 50 or 60% of men of color are incarcerated or coming out or something. So I wanted to do it to kind of celebrate. And I did it before Father's Day because so often women, or not just women, but men get crappy gifts for Father's Day. They get (laughs) gifts (laughs) <laughs> they can gifts that they don't want. They're not celebrated. And on top of that, because you have a lot of single mothers, you have stepfathers. And I say stepfathers because they stepped in to take the place of that father. And they may not that may not be their biological child, but it is their child or children. And so I said, stop buying them crappy gifts, celebrate them just because you have red flags two or three but he can have 10 other good areas Mm -hmm. you know and i say that because men need to be celebrated we don't realize that our mouths are like a cannon we (laughs) don't and we tear men down and we tear them down to the point where he may not cry in front of you but he's either calling me or He's crying in the dark and he's definitely not going to say it to his friends because men don't really have anyone to talk to. So what I was basically saying in so many words, subliminally, like, ladies, be quiet. Let that man be the man. Let him take his place in the home, in your life, in the family. And you be the neck, you be the support because unfortunately, the government don't want it to be that way. When was the last time you saw, like, really, a family on TV that was not either in poverty, coming to prison, mental health—I mean, all kind of things that's negative since really the Cosby Show. So that was, and I'm probably like you know going too much into it, but I wanted to really celebrate and say, hey, look out for these things. You know, if he's coming home and he's saying, hey, how you doing? You know. That's a green flag. If he's saying, you know what, babe, I picked you up a pack of gum. He thought about you. You know, when he's dealing with your children that's not biologically his, and you know, some of those kids can get out of hand. Sometimes you want to, like, you know, punch them in their throat. Celebrate <laughs> them because we know that sometimes these children, especially nowadays, are disrespectful. You know, so I wanted to say something to really celebrate our men because I'm seeing it across social media is that women are always like, yeah, girl, I got you, but you don't see too many men having that support. And so I wanted to do it just kind of like to support the men.
0: Yeah. And I appreciate it. I appreciate it definitely. And and one of the things that like you just mentioned, um, I'm a stepdad. Right. Mm-hmm. So like I said, my daughter is my only biological child, but I have four stepsons, you mm-hmm. know, and so definitely I know the, uh, you know, what comes along with that. Um, and another thing with us, with the men not being supported, you know, one of the things that I, I tell women, especially those who are on the independent, you know, the independent thing. And I say, guys, don't mind you being independent. We don't we don't mind an independent woman. We just don't like the independent attitude. You know what I mean? Right. That's what it is. Every man who would not want a partner that's putting up as much as just as many points as you putting up. Right. You know that can help uh, add to the house or whatever. You know the bills or whatever. Who wouldn't want somebody that can do just as much as you're doing, so to help you come up? You know what I mean? So it, that's not the issue. Guys don't have a problem with independent women. We have a problem with independent attitude because the attitude says, "I don't need you." And two things, men have to have one or two things in a relationship to make him want to stay. He's got to feel needed or feel wanted, Mm -hmm. right? And so with the needed part is, if I'm the man at the house or I'm the breadwinner, then I know that you need me, you know? And so I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. But if you're independent, if you're the independent woman, then I know you don't need me. I know that you don't need me. But I shouldn't feel like you don't need me. So when you make me feel like you don't need me, then I have to, have to go. I don't have a problem with you being independent, with you being strong, with you doing whatever you need to do and we're, you know, both of us going at it to to uh to better the household. I have no problem with that. But when you make me feel like I'm less than or I'm not needed, that's where we have to disconnect that. And so I definitely uh appreciate you, you know, even putting that post out there to bring it to the attention of women, you know, to, you know, celebrate your man, especially on Father's Day. You know, put as much thought and uh consideration into whatever you go to do for him as he did on Mother's Day or any other day, you know. So I thank you for that.
1: Thank you. And, you know, I have to say, like, I have a fo- um, stepfather who is, I mean, phenomenal. And I have to say that I never felt like a stepdaughter. I never did. Like when I tell you he sacrificed to me more than my biological father. Mm -hmm. I mean, I used to tell him, thank you for marrying my mother. You (laughs) You know, you could have left at any time, but you stayed in there and he's still there. You know, if I call him, and there's been times where, especially during times when I was a single parent, that he go drive an hour and a half just to pick my daughter up, just drive her down the street. You know, so I really appreciated him because, and I still do. And I make sure, to me, Father's Day is not just one day. Because you don't get vacation time, sick time, and all that stuff. You don't get it. It's every single day. So I want to celebrate
0: Definitely, definitely. And I appreciate that. Um, and I, I also usually I don't use the, the term step uh so right. when I'm just in the context of you know mm-hmm. speaking about my kids, I do you know to explain that, but in the everyday context of you know having a conversation or talk to, I don't use the the word step either. You right. know, we say bonus, or I just say my sons you know, and right. it is what it is, you know. Yeah. So I, definitely uh, appreciate that. Um, yeah. Another thing that I wanted to to ask about, uh, something else that I've seen, and I, I think this was a video that you did and you asked, were you a circle or a square in your relationship? <laughs> I think that's what that was. And that was interesting to me. So could you tell us a little bit of,
1: about that concept? Oh wait, look, I have to go back because you know I post <laughs> every day. So look, I gotta go back and see what that is. Give me one second here. Yeah, and, um, I, think was, I think it was around the, the concept of
0: I think the circle was um in a relationship that was meeting all your needs, or or I think that it was like all your needs were being met, because it was sort of like a um like a 360 circle. You know, yeah. and I think that was the concept of the circle. Yeah. And I think the square was uh, everything, all your needs weren't being met. Cause you was like hitting a wall on each side, you know, something like that.
1: Yeah, it was, I'm sorry. I'm like, what did I post? I had to go back. And forth. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely. Right. The reason why I'm saying that, because like, for instance, you do sometimes in your relationship hit a brick wall. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it's okay. But you have to find a way to work as a team to kind of reinvent the relationship. And there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. But you have to be able to effectively communicate with your partner. And that's the thing. Now, when I say communicate, and ladies, you know, I I just said it. I'm an advocate for the men now. So that means when he's coming home, he doesn't want a whole laundry list of things. That means maybe pick one or two things, but give them like 30 minutes to kind of unwind and get itself together, right? That's what that means, finding the time. Because again, we do hit brick walls. Women do as well. And then next thing you know, we're like completely stressed out. Well, you know, sometimes we have to just kind of like regroup and stuff like that and realize that everything ain't important and everything don't need to be done at the particular moment. It's okay. But yes, when your needs are met, hey, it's all good. When I say needs now, I mean like really your needs, right? Right. (laughs) Like you need a pocketbook, you need a pair of shoes. Those are not needs. I mean like respect, honor, love, integrity, morals, mm-hmm. and then of course you being equally yoked, I mean those things, and you know, like for me, I'm a big proponent when it comes to respect and the reason why I say that is because so often I'm finding that people don't respect their partner mm-hmm. and they don't even like their partner and so we hear these <laughs> concepts of I like you, I love you, but I don't like you
0: right, and, right.
1: and Unfortunately, COVID brought all of that out Mm. because now you're in a, you know, a a house and you're together like 24 hours a day unless you were one of those essential workers. But yes, the needs, but I have to be, you know, I have to speak up for the men now. Ladies, that's not saying just your needs need to be met. That's saying men needs to be, men's needs Needs to be met too. And Mm -hmm. so I keep hearing the word women say, I'm not, I don't want to be submissive. But we don't really know what that word means. If you have a person who is respecting you, who's honoring you, who's holding it down, why can't you be submissive? It's okay. It's almost like we are trying so hard to be. And don't kill me for this now, the woman and the man in the relationship. It's okay to step back. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, sir, but men don't always care that you have a thousand degrees, you're the CEO of a company and all that. Once that's gone, who are you? Mm -hmm. Who Who is the essence of you? Because once I shut my computer down, once I shut my phone down, I'm not doctor. I'm Lamar, I'm a yeah. and if you really know me, you might call me Nay because of my middle name, but that's who I am. I tell people, don't even call me doctor, we're all on the same page. And I think so often we do that. And it, I'm saying this to women, and I know I'm gonna get flack from it one day, cause I always do, but stop with the independence, stop with the, you know, my title's and all this and any other. Because I've never seen a Brinks truck follow a hearse. Mm hmm. Yep. You know? We go to church on Sunday, but then we say, I'm not submissive. <laughs> it's not saying you're giving up your power. It's not saying that at all. It's saying you do need a man. You could say I could pay all my bills. but if it's four feet of snow out there? I don't want to get out there and shovel no snow. Mm-hmm. Right. No, yep. I don't. I don't want to be changing Pipes and you know, doing all these things. And when you say I could pay bills and I, you're responsible, you're just doing the same thing everybody else is doing. You're not different, Mm. that's basic,
0: right? That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be able to take care of yourself,
1: yeah. You're not doing anything great, (laughs) you You know. know
0: And I'm glad you brought that up because I I often talk about uh, uh, submission, not not often as I used Mm -hmm. to but depending on the the context of the conversation. But I always say that the the misconception of being submissive is that most women think that, you know, if you are submissive, that it's a sign of weakness, when really it's a sign of power. Mm -hmm. And because the the power in being submissive, submissive is, you choose to let someone else take the lead, you know, that's, that's what submission, not being controlled, not someone taking you know advantage of you, but you're choosing to allow someone to take the lead. That's your power. So you're giving your power or lending your power to someone else. So you're not being taken advantage of. Now, if you're in a relationship where you feel like being submissive is uh, you're being taken advantage of, then that also falls back on you because you chose them. Right. You chose him. And I always say, if you're with a man that you have a problem with being submissive to, then you chose the wrong man. And so that goes back to your choices and the choices that you're making. So, yeah, if he's not a good person, he's not a good leader and not a good head of your household, you chose him. You know what I mean? So that means you that's all that falls on you too. You can't blame him for being what he's not, but you can't, uh it's your responsibility, your responsibility to whether you allow him to be whatever he is or isn't in your life. You control your life and you right. control how people operate in and without uh your life, with your own boundaries. But if your boundaries are so weak that you allow anyone in. Then of course, if he's not a good leader and you're you're following him, you're going to hit some potholes. But making sound decisions in your relationship and choosing a man who is able to lead, then that's your power to say, "I've chosen this guy, and I am confident in his ability to take care of me, to take care of my family, and to lead us in the right direction." Then all you got to do is sit
1: back and sit back and chill. That's where the submissive come in. That's that's what it's supposed to be about. Uh, let me tell you, I love it, okay? I'm divorced, but I love it. Who wants to be, well, I'm not saying who wants, but who wants to go to work, take care of the kids, take care of the house, mow the grass, do this, do that? Like, submission is a beautiful thing. When you can say, here you go, and he say, i got it, I love it. Even when my ex-husband, and he said this to me, he said, I really like the fact that I can do something, break it, and you are so cool with it. I said, because you tried. You know, you tried to do it. So what? You don't always get things right. It's Mm -hmm. okay. You know? All right. Guess what? Next time, you may break it again. Third time, we may do it together because maybe I'll learn a couple of things. It's okay to be submissive. You know, it's not a bad thing. Who wants to be stressed? <laughs> I want to chill sometime. <laughs> yep, yep. So Dr.
0: Dr. Spencer, I know we we've been on here a while, so I'm not gonna hold you too much longer, but I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you have the last uh last say. So I want you to uh definitely give us your social media handles and information where uh, our listeners can work with you. Or if they were to uh to where they can find the book and things like that. So I want you to uh give us all of that information and also have the last word so you can leave us with some kind of nugget or you know, word of advice, whatever that you have, uh in in a couple of minutes, a couple of seconds, whether. So uh everyone that that's still listening, our listeners, I wanna thank you guys for for tuning in and listening to the uh To the podcast definitely check out the things that we have going on follow us on facebook because on our facebook page we're able to really communicate with you guys and uh let you know things that we have coming on things that we have going on uh events um products because we know we got the t-shirt line the deal to heal tees uh on shopify please check that out but i also have three ebooks coming out Uh, really soon. um, That's really going to help you also. And we got some other things that's coming. So if you follow us, definitely follow us on YouTube so you don't miss none of the podcast interviews, Um, but also follow us on Facebook so that we'll be able to really communicate and you can keep up with us. So Dr. Spencer, I'll let you have the last word, leave us with whatever nuggets uh, that you want to leave us with, and also share your uh, information
1: with our listeners. Okay, so one nugget I would like to leave is this. One thing I noticed, and because I've noticed it's a pattern. Some of you are married and you're living like this, you know, a normal married life. But you're on social media under these monikers and you're committing federal crimes. And you don't even know you're committing these crimes. And you're exposing your family to things that, are, that could possibly harm your family. So I know people say, well, why would you even bring that up? Because I've noticed it just happened to someone who, uh, he had the American dream. A dog, two children, wife, great job, worked at a college. You're like, okay, great husband, right? Great father. He's working at a college. His wife didn't know. He's living a, a separate life on social media under different, you know, names. And so what started happening is, and it's not just with him, it's just an example because I've been noticing a lot and people Mm -hmm. don't think anything of it. So when you get on and you start what they call like trolling people, you start like really um, trying to troll them, dox them, find out their information so you can embarrass them, but you may not come on the screen. They can find you because there are like law enforcement on social media, all kinds of things. And really what happened is they actually found out who this gentleman was. It's a few of them. And he ended up losing his job. His daughter ended up having to pay for college because she was going to college for free because he worked at the college. And now he's actually changed the entire financial dynamic of his family and he lost his pension and i've been seeing that a lot so i want people to be very mindful of it because i'm always in different groups because again i'm like an activist and these are not like groups that are like that you would think um is like bad groups they can be talking about a a a topic that a news topic that has nothing to do with crime just something good and these people are committing crimes so again You're married, you have children, but be mindful when you go on social media and then also make sure that been verified and Zab a search and all that, that you opt out because you don't want your address and all of that online. And then also it's just not your information is all of the people that you're connected to. It could be your parents, it could be your children, your spouse, their exes, they, they have an ex-husband, ex-wife. So I just wanted to leave that out there. I've been telling people that because it's very important and it's a federal crime because it's on the internet and you're in different states.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I definitely appreciate that nugget. Um, Dr. to tell uh, our listeners where they can find you and how they can work with you if they uh, need to reach out to you.
1: Sure. So- you can reach out to me. Not, uh, my phone is 973 214 6464. Easy, 973 214 6464. My email address is Dr. Lamar Spencer at gmail.com. Um, I'm also, oh, my website is Dr. Lamar Spencer.com. I'm on um, Facebook, drlamarine spencer. Um, I'm on Twitter, Instagram. If you type in the name Dr. Lamar Spencer, all of it comes up. My podcast, uh, what else? TikTok. You know, all of that comes up. So again, phone and email is the best. Which again, 973-214-6464. two one four six four six four. Don't call me at two o'clock in the morning, please. Unless I know that's right, and we can't
0: leave it any better than that. Thank you so much, Dr. Spencer, for being on. Uh, Again, you guys, this is the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast, and I'm your host, Ernest James, and I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. So until next time, we will see you guys next week. Be blessed. Hey, guys, I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866-326-0730. That's 866-326-0730 in order to receive text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right. See you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. This episode has been brought to you by Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Let's go to Deal to Heal Teas. com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem heal from the pain and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.